Welcome to Harmonia. I'm Angela Mariani, and this hour will ring in the harvest season with a cornucopia of early music delights. We'll hear merchant cries from long-ago London, witness the marriage of music and ritual, and dine at Johann Hermann Schein's musical banquet. For dessert, our featured release, Amor Vincit Omnia, or Love Conquers All. take a quick look back in time. We spun the wheel and it landed on 1361. Edward, Prince of Wales, was granted a papal dispensation to wed Joan, the Fair Maid of Kent, in 1361. It's believed that one year prior, the long-affectionate couple had secretly exchanged marriage vows. The difficulty of Edward and Joan's union was caused partially by Joan's previous marriages and partially by her and Edward's kinship. They were cousins. Nevertheless, despite all controversy, Edward maintained his reputation as a formidable military leader. His victories at Poitiers and Crecy earned him popularity among the English and, from the French, the nickname the Black Prince. Joan earned the reputation of the most beautiful woman in all the realm of England and the most loving, in a description by the famous chronicler Jean Froissart. Johannes Tauler, a German mystic theologian, died in the city of Strasbourg in 1361. Tauler is remembered for his preaching of Christian universalism, a belief that all souls share the same birth and ultimately return to a single divine source. Tauler is also remembered for his loyal service to the city of Basel. In 1348, the Black Death swept through the city. Tauler, however, remained at his post, providing comfort and religious guidance to citizens who had not fled. In 1361, the University of Pavia in Italy was established. A record written by the 9th century Frankish ruler Lothair I reveals that an educational institution had in fact existed in Pavia as early as 825 AD, centuries before the university's official founding. This makes the site one of Europe's longest standing centers of learning. Also in that year was the death of Philip de Vitry, one of the foremost composers of the Ars Nova, and a man called, quote, the great philosopher and truth seeker of our age, by none other than Petrarch. The term Ars Nova appears in two musical treatises from the 14th century, the Ars Novae Musicae of Johannes de Muris, and what is believed to be the Ars Nova Notandi of Philip de Vitry. Described in these treatises are novel compositional techniques concerning rhythm and meter. Motets cast in the Ars Nova's cutting-edge mold appear within Philip de Vitry's setting of the Roman de Fauvelle, a biting and satirical commentary on the contemptible practices of church and state authorities. This has been a glimpse back in time to the year 1361. I'm Angela Mariani. 
You can find more about the people, events, and music from this era online in our blog section, along with early music t-shirts, totes, and books in our gift store. Find it all at harmoniaearlymusic.org. This hour on Harmonia, we're celebrating the harvest season with a musical feast for the senses. For our first course, we've assembled merchants from 17th century London. The voices of merchants hawking their wares served as the inspiration for a generation of English composers and formed the basis for a genre of works now known as the cries. Imagine yourself within a London marketplace at the turn of the 17th century. As you venture through the square, your ears are met with hoarse advertisements for cheap choices, new oysters, and fine knacks for ladies. For many composers at that time, such cries were an everyday element of life. A small number of them took note of the sounds they heard and tried their hand at setting elements of the everyday to music. What resulted was a free-form fantasia. The novel and nearly comical concept of the cry took hold among a handful of English Renaissance composers, including Orlando Gibbons, John Dowlin, and Richard Deering. Oh, 
gifts are guidance and love for gifts again. My trifles come as treasures from my mind. This is a precious jewel to be played. Sometimes in shafts of orange pearls we find. Of others take a sheaf of me a grain. Thank you. 
wench has ever gone halfway. Have you worked for a clue? Or the first cheese and cream? Bye. 
Merchant Cries from 17th Century London. The ensemble Circa 1500, directed by Nancy Haddon, performed John Dowland's Fine Knacks for Ladies. Following that, we heard Theatre of Voices with Fretwork performing The City Cries by Richard Deering. You're listening to Harmonia, a program of early music. Hundreds of archived episodes, playlists, and podcasts can be found online at harmoniaearlymusic.org. For the second course of this special Harmonia edition, we've harvested, so to speak, 13th century monophonic laude from the Laudario di Cortona. The lauda is a genre that originated in the late Middle Ages and brings together secular song with religious sentiment. Its inspiration may have come from a tradition of solo singing cultivated by troubadours who fled the tyranny of the Albigensian Crusade and sought refuge in northern Italy. In the 14th and 15th centuries, laude, in different guises, spread throughout Europe and were adapted to local languages and ritual practices. Aiding this was the laude's simple form. Worshippers, and more importantly non-worshippers, might easily understand a laude's text and even come to memorize the melody and lyrics. One particular manuscript, the Laudario di Cortona, contains nearly 50 monophonic laude. Many of the words address themes of religious devotion and thanksgiving. For example, Laude Novella, a new song of praise, is sung in gratitude for the benevolence of the Virgin Mary. 
Venite a laudare, which is also in honor of the Virgin Mary, pleads particularly for her continued forgiveness toward earthly sinners.
From the Laudario di Cortona, the ensemble Obsidienne sang Venite a Laudare, and La Dolce Vista, led by Giovanni Caruso, performed Laude Novella and Alta Trinità Beata. You're listening to Harmonia, a program of early music that comes to you from the studios of WFIU at Indiana University. Partial support for Harmonia comes from Penco Incorporated of Bedford, Indiana. Partial support also comes from Early Music America, celebrating 25 years of service to the field of early music, on the web at earlymusic.org. I'm Angela Mariani. We continue our celebration of the harvest season with a sampling of instrumental works from the Banquetto Musical, or Musical Banquet, of Johann Hermann Schein. Schein was a composer active in Germany during the 17th century who exhibited an uncanny mastery of the Italian Baroque style. The Banquetto Musical, published in 1617, is Schein's only fully instrumental collection of music. The collection is comprised of 20 dance suites, which were not meant to be performed in concert. Rather, they may have been composed for opulent banquets at the courts of Weissenfels and Weimar. Like most composers of his day, Schein didn't specify which instruments were meant to play particular parts. Although it's likely that the suites were originally conceived for viols, many Renaissance musicians would have been able to read one or more lines on instruments as different as the fiddle, or the sackbut.
Three pieces from Johann Hermann Schein's Banquetto Musical, or Musical Banquet. We heard Hesperion 21, led by Jordi Saval, perform a Pavan and Galliard from Suite No. 5 in A Major. Before that, Académie del Ricercare, led by Pietro Busca, performed the Intrada from Suite No. 1 in D Minor. You can become a fan of Harmonia Early Music on Facebook or follow our updates all week long on Twitter. Just search for Harmonia. It's time for dessert, and what's sweeter than love? Our featured recording on this special Harvest edition of Harmonia is the ensemble Achantar's 2011 release, Amor Vincit Omnia, or Love Conquers All, a diverse collection of medieval love songs. Each member of the ensemble brings to the table his or her intimate understanding of repertoire from the Middle Ages, plus a talent for musical improvisation. The ensemble takes its name from a famous poem by the Contessa de Dia, a female troubadour active during the 12th century.
From our featured release, Amor Vincit Omnia, we heard the ensemble Achantar perform Cantiga Number no. 139, Maravillosos e Piadosos, from the Cantigas de Santa Maria, and Koischlich Geboren, a lead by Oswald von Wolkenstein. Interested in expanding your own early music collection? Each week, we review recordings new and old on the Harmonia Early Music Podcast. You can subscribe on iTunes or at harmoniaearlymusic.org. Support for Harmonia is made possible in part by the Crystal DeHaan Family Foundation, serving organizations in central Indiana and recognizing the children and families of Crystal House International. Additional resources come from the William and Gail Cook Music Library at the Indiana University Jacobs School of Music. We welcome your thoughts about any aspect of this program. You can leave a comment or question anytime by visiting harmoniaearlymusic.org and clicking on Contact. The writer for this edition of Harmonia is Laura Osterlin. Thanks to our studio engineer Mike Pashkash and our staff, David Wood, John Bailey, Anna Pranger, and Luann Johnson. Additional technical support comes from KOHM at Texas Tech University in Lubbock, Texas. Harmonia is a production of WFIU and part of the educational mission of Indiana University. Carrie Boyce is our executive producer, and I'm Angela Mariani, inviting you to join us again for the next edition of Harmonia. Harmonia.